Hello everybody, welcome back to the Gamer Life Podcast and today we have another solo episode where I'm talking about stuff that excites me and specifically we have two games I want to talk about today. One, Borderlands 3 and I just picked up the Season Pass 2 so I'm going to talk about what's in it, why I thought it was worth picking up and uh, from there we're going to go into Biomutant which is a game I'm looking forward to as you guys know. I'm going to give you a high level viewpoint of what each of the classes have to offer in the game so you can make a better informed decision as to what kind of playstyle you're going for and what class you should pick to suit it best. And from there we're gonna go into some Twitch news and a bit of a philosophical topic to wrap it up. So with that, let's go! Let's talk Borderlands 3, my dudes, because there's a, a season pass 2 with more content that I picked up. I want to tell you what's in it, why I thought it was kind of worth it, and uh, I'm looking forward to playing this with a couple of friends. So let's get into the actual content of the pack here. And for context, I picked this up for £15 in the Epic Store with the current discount. So, Director's Cut. It says, take on a new raid boss, test your mettle against the most fearsome of all Varkids. Her name has long been whispered in blood-soaked legend. Now, Hemavarus the Invincible has awoken. This colossal... colossal is a great word, right? Doesn't get used enough, I always say that. Uh, the colossal raid boss has made her lair in Pandora, and only the fiercest big game hunters have a chance of kicking her... Chitinous butt. Chitinous? Goddamn. Gotta pull up my thesaurus for this. Uh, her butt in the pursuit of top-tier loot. Better bring some friends to this fight and be ready to get caked in Varkid guts. It's gonna get messy. Okay, sounds lovely. So, new raid boss. That's interesting. There's also apparently an interplanetary murder mystery. It reads... Ava is convinced she has a lead on some potentially supernatural slayings and has decided to document her findings in serialized podcast form. Oh no, another podcast in a game. Oh no! <laughs> Consider yourself her gun-toting co-host as you investigate strange happenings on Pandora, Promethea, Eden 6, and Necrotafio in search of answers and loot with the help of some familiar faces. Okay, so new quest line, I'm down. There's some behind the scenes stuff as well. And um, apparently some cards that lead to like limited gear that you can only get through through that. So there isn't a lot of info on it. We'll see how that pans out. There are also a bunch of cosmetics. So new skins for the existing classes. And uh, there's a new game mode called, Ar called Arms Race. And apparently the idea of it is this kind of endlessly replayable mode where you start from scratch with no gear and if you make it to the end and beat the boss, you're guaranteed uh, a shot at uh, exclusive legendaries, like new legendary weapons that can only be obtained, I think, in this mode. So that's the, the kind of setup for it. It takes place in the Stormblind Complex, which apparently it's a new... Uh, I think it's a new area, uh, a DAHL military base. So that looks fun. That looks cool to do with friends once again. 
and uh, so skins, skins, that's kind of it, guys. So that's what you get for the currently around 15 pounds on Epic Store. So I picked it up. I thought this looked like a lot of fun to do with friends. But uh, I want to hear from you. Are you picking this up? How do you feel in general about like year two season passes? I know that the division, I think, had that. And uh, there, were, there were kind of mixed opinions on it in general. I think that if the game is a solid foundation, I don't have any issues with them spending time and resources developing more content for a second year or a second season pass. Uh, as I've said, I'm on board, so I will report back, of course, as, uh, as we experience this. But so far, I'm excited for it, and I want to hear from you if you are too. Next up, we're talking about Biomutant, and prior to the release, let's prepare your butts with a little bit of information. What class will you play? And I know a lot of people like to jump into it blind, so that's fine. Feel free to skip this segment here, but for a lot of us who like to have an idea of what the game has to offer before buying or before playing, I'm going to give you a spoiler-free very kind of high level breakdown of the different classes that are in the game and then you can kind of make up your mind or, or decide a little bit ahead of time what you want to play starting off with the dlc exclusive or pre-order exclusive class the mercenary this is a melee class which potentially looks like the strongest overall melee class and it really has the biggest potential for dual wielding and overall best melee class damage output due to some of the crit bonuses that it has. But just in general, if you're going to be dual wielding in melee or focusing in melee mostly, this is really, you can't go wrong. Uh, it's a can't go wrong with option. So high recommendation for it if you do happen to pre-order or get the DLC for it. We're not going to get into the rant of why is this not included in the base game. We already did that last week. <laughs> so moving on to Saboteur. Saboteur? Saboteur. Sabotages stuff, right? Anyways, this is also a melee-centric class, but uh, instead it's mostly focused, instead of the, the damage focus of the prior, this is mostly focused around movement and evasive bonuses. And overall, looking at the perks, guys, it actually seems like an underwhelming melee class. Uh, what I'm getting from the game, and what we see in most of these looter games, it, it's all about killing shit quickly, rather than being, you know, highly mobile and dodging attacks forever. It really, you want to kill stuff in, in, the, in the smallest amount of time, right? Uh, to me personally... Whatever weapon you're using, whether melee or ranged, it feels good to kill shit quickly. For me personally, I'm not a fan of the playstyle of, you know, outliving everything and getting a gray a gray beard in the <laughs> in the interim of the combat. So this is more of an evasive class that could be interesting for some people. For me personally, seems like the lesser option for a melee class. Next up, let's look at Sentinel. Another melee-centric class, this one with survivability perks. Kind of interesting, it felt. I would say, in general, 
I would just go with mercenary. But this could be interesting if you want to go for a more tanky class or mix it up with more ranged as well. And now let's dive into the ranged class, the Deadeye. Now, there are some other options, of course, if you want to do ranged combat, but this one has some amazing perks that will definitely help if you want to just focus on ranged combat. First off, it has something called quick reload, which means, uh, or fast reload, sorry, I forget exact, the exact name, but basically it gives you an auto quick reload after your magazine is empty so that you don't have to worry about getting a perfect reload. And you also get a 20% bonus on the next magazine. Aside from that, you also have great bonus damage buffs. Like I think you had a, a flat 20% damage on certain types of weapons. And two-handed guns also have, in general, 2x damage. Yeah, you heard it, you heard it right. So if you're using something like a rifle or a shotgun, you're going to have 2x damage. And that, I mean, that's just, how do you compete with that, right? <laughs> that's insane, insanely good. So the Dead Eye is, for me, the go-to class if you want to focus mostly on ranged attacks or ranged combat. The Commando is a ranged alternative. And there is one reason that I can think of why you would play Commando over Dead Eye. And that is solely if you want to be a dual-wielding pistol person. If you want to dual-wield pistols, the dead eye won't some of the perks won't apply to pistols so commando has some really good bonuses uh, or perks in general if you want to roll like a, a pistolier build with you know dual wielding pistols so there you go if you're if you're that kind of person you got a class for you in my opinion and lastly but not leastly <laughs> is uh, the Cypheric class which is your mage class right there really isn't much to say about this if, you're, if you want to try a mage class, this is it. There is no reason to do any of the other classes if you want to do magic, because the perks you're going to get in this will help you both sustain your magic spells and uh, both sustain your HP. So you get some HP reg regeneration. <laughs> regeneration? Uh, regeneration based on the damage you deal with power spells. And not only that, but you have an exclusive spell, the Spark Ball, which seems to be basically the best spell you can have early on compared to all the others you can get. And it's exclusive to this class. So you're going to want to pick Cypheric if you're going into the magic territory. That's about it. Hopefully that gives you a roundup of what the classes have to offer and uh, what sort of playstyle you're going for going into it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about Twitch. As we discussed on stream, uh, there has been, of course, a surge in hot tub streams. <laughs> People have noticed this. There has been drama, has been talked over. Like I said on stream, I don't have a big kind of moral judgment on people doing this whatsoever. But uh, I did think that it could hurt the platform overall when it comes to ad revenue, because obviously advertisers won't necessarily want their you know, vacuum cleaner ad or family friendly thing coming up alongside, you know, some girl grinding on a banana in a hot tub. Very understandable from, from an advertiser's perspective that 
they don't want that content associated with uh, their brand or whatever it is, right? And because Twitch, unlike YouTube, doesn't have the ability to separate where ads show up based on categories, let's say, there is no isolation. So the moment you, you have your platform inundated, uh, you know, literally with, you know, this hot tub content, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, your ad revenue value is kind of going to go down. It's going to plummet over time. So this is kind of their attempt at addressing this issue. And the attempt is they have a new category on Twitch now. And I'm not lying, guys. There's a category for hot tub pools and beaches on Twitch right now. And what they've done is they've shut down ads in that category. So if you're streaming under the the hot tub category no ads as of now according to my source no ads are running on your stream which i think it's a start right i, th I think that seems to to address that main issue that i discussed it, it provides some isolation to that content and some assurance to advertisers that that content is not gonna uh, be shown alongside their brand so uh, while I'm happy to see this, I don't know how much impact it, it, it's going to have overall. We kind of have to see it play out. I do think I, I do like them taking steps at the very least. I, I do think it's very dodgy that they allow that in the platform to begin with based on their terms. But it that's a, a whole spiel for another time. And then the other piece of news Twitch related is the addition of tags. So if you guys don't know on Twitch, you can add tags to your to your stream that kind of identify the sort of streamer you are, the sort of content you're putting out. And as of now, you have things like, you know, a blind playthrough or LGBT, right? So you have a few of these tags that kind of identify what what sort of content creator you are or what you're providing as content. And what they're doing is they're adding, you know, over 200, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, uh, I believe over 200 new tags for you to use. I think this is positive overall. So for me, you know, there are clearly tags that I'm going to use that can help people that maybe are like-minded or have similar things that I have going on. It, it may help people find me. You know, so let's say I happen to have a disability. Maybe people with disability are looking for other people with disabilities to kind of, you know, find like-minded people or people who have faced similar things and they can maybe talk about that shit, right? Or just find some comfort in uh, finding their gang, so to speak. So I think that's very positive and uh, a step in the right direction and long overdue. I think this... We need to be careful with this kind of thing, especially if you have mental health tags like, hey, I'm depressed, <laughs> right? So if you're tagging yourself as someone depressed or someone with a bipolar disorder or whatever mental health problem it is, you can really set yourself up for trolls to come in and either take advantage of that or try to trigger you in some way. So. I could see this being an issue for bigger channels if they get a lot of trolls coming in as a result and you kind of make yourself a target in some ways if you're flagging yourself as having, you know, some kind of issue that people could exploit. Um, I hope I'm overreading into this and that it's not going to happen. And, you know, <laughs> I, I hope that 
humanity deserves more faith than sometimes I give it. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Overall, I think a positive change on both counts to Twitch. So we'll keep our eyes peeled. And lastly, I kind of want to discuss something I've struggled with in really in, in life in general. It's how do you show a friend that, you know, you care about what they're going through and, you know, you want to make sure they understand you're there, you're interested in how they're doing, how they're actually doing. And it's not just an empty message of, hey, how are you holding up, right? Because... Uh, this is something a friend had to actually tell me, like, you know, they get a lot of these messages. Um, and personally, I haven't. So for me, it's something I value a lot. But uh, it was very useful to get this perspective of someone else who gets a lot of these messages. And oftentimes they get them with ulterior motives, right? So you get these quote unquote friends reaching out, asking how you're doing. And really, they have some other, again, some ulterior motive in doing this. They either want some attention back or they want something from you. Maybe, you know, in this case, it was a female friend. So a lot of, apparently, a lot of dudes just, you know, wanted to, to get some, some attention uh, from, from the opposite sex. And that was kind of the main drive for them. Uh, reaching out and asking and in a world where you're contending with that I find it very difficult to differentiate yourself from the masses like how do you show that you truly care and you're posting that message because you actually want to know how the person is doing right you want to make yourself available and be a reliable friend how can you differentiate yourself from all the other riffraff I guess and uh, it's not really a problem that I've solved, but I just wanted to share that because it's been very useful for me to recently understand this other perspective of people who do get these questions a lot and therefore they can come across as somehow empty or superfluous. And uh, I thought they, that maybe shed some light into why people tend to or people may react poorly to these kinds of messages when you reach out or, or not react at all, right? Oftentimes I will say something like, you know, hey, if you need to talk, uh, hit me up on DMs and, you know, I'm happy to kind of talk it out or, or see what, what you're going through. And now I can kind of see that that may come across as empty, like the sort of thing that everybody says and nobody actually means and it's very difficult from my perspective to, to broadcast, to advertise that it's a genuine offer of kindness and care uh, that, that I offer for, for friends. And um, I still haven't found a good consistent way of delivering that message, but uh, I'll, keep you, I'll keep you well apprised if I do find a magical solution for that problem. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know, but just for the moment, know that, you know, if you're hearing this and if you want to reach out, please do. I highly appreciate it. And uh, in the same way, if I reach out to you, know that if I've done that, it's because uh, I care about you and feel free to respond back with a lengthy, you know, <laughs> TMI message of how you're actually doing versus the 
the PC response that we tend to get. So that's about it for this week, folks. I hope this was helpful, useful, or enjoyable in some capacity. If it was, maybe shoot a message back. And following the vein of what I just said, reach out and get in touch. Because to me, it certainly means a lot when people go out of their way to connect with me in some way, even if it's just a message. So with that, I leave you. Stay well, take care, and as always, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gamer Life. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, remember to share with your friends and come back every Monday at 9 a.m. UK time for a new episode. You can find all that I do, including streaming, license-free music, and much more at my website, johnnyplays.live. That's J-O-N-N-Y plays.live. And as always, catch you next time.